0: What's your future going to be? Now, this is Now Tell Us. And at Now Tell Us, we have guests come and tell us stories. They come and inspire us. They come and educate us on a subject that they are passionate about. And always we have great guests come and meet us here. And today we have a guest that is going to talk to us about creating a better relationship with the future you. Now, we're going to find out what exactly he's going to tell us. His name is Chad Harford, And before I bring you, or I bring him back, I mean, here on the platform, I would like to ask you to please share this episode with all your friends. If you have a question, we'll try to answer it as much as uh, we can. If you have a comment to make, we love feedback, so don't hesitate to make that comment. And I won't talk much because uh, we've got to go and hear what our guest has to say today because I believe he's got some great things that you should hear about your future. So why don't you join me as we go together to meet Chad? Here we go. Hello, Chad,
1: Anthony, how are you?
0: I'm good. Welcome to now tell us.
1: Hey, thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure to be here.
0: Yeah. It's an honor to have you here and uh, we really appreciate you taking your time and coming and to join us here for our conversation.
1: are uh, you're quite welcome.
0: Yeah. Where in the world are you right now?
1: Anchorage, Alaska. Alaska. It's cold going and rainy right now.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's why I, I was like, hesitant. I mean, when you mentioned Alaska. The, the last time I heard about Alaska is, um, I mean, when I first heard about Alaska, we were watching the TV and we were seeing the Eskimos, and they're living in ice houses. How is that possible?
1: <laughs> well, we live in Anchorage, uh, so it's a town of about 300,000 people. You know it's a it's a normal small city you know we've got the costco and the restaurants all those things but we live just out just on the edge of anchorage so in fact we had a a black bear uh and a and a cub in our in our yard yesterday so we do get to see the the wilderness and nature all around us uh but we still have the amenities of of city so it's it's actually a really beautiful balance and love living here but it does get dark and cold so we try to get out uh and thaw out in the middle of winter for sure
0: okay and where do you head just just curious uh, where do you head you've not in Alaska.
1: we've we've done mexico a couple times hawaii is usually top of the list Uh, my little brother lives in phoenix arizona we have a lot of clients we work with um in arizona as well so um, those are all places that uh, we enjoy, but Hawaii is probably a family favorite.
0: Mm, that's beautiful. Going to Hawaii for a holiday or to stay when it gets cold where you are. Now, that's not an everyday thing for anybody. I mean, it's not... <laughs> you, what, what is it that you do? We are curious to know. What is it that you do that gives you the privilege to just choose where to be?
1: Well we help people achieve financial independence and the ability to build up wealth to a point where their wealth can sustain them and they no longer need a paycheck and some people might call it retirement we call it a work optional lifestyle it's it's about forging financial freedom uh, where people create a life where they no longer need a job or a paycheck in order to make ends meet and be comfortable they have investments built up where they may choose to work but they do not have to. And and that's where we try to get people that place where they are making the choice whether or not they want to work. And it's not a requirement uh to keep the lights on and their bills paid.
0: Hmm. I want to hear more about this. <laughs> and especially taking from your Absolutely.
1: example.
0: <laughs> taking from your example. So tell us more. Uh when I mean, like you were born in Alaska, and I guess, and uh, how has been your life where where did this interest come in of helping other people in that is it something that you observed from your parents or tell us
1: anthony i it's a great question i was blessed to be born in a household where we did talk about money and that's and that's rare i think a lot of a lot of houses a lot of families don't talk about money Mm -hmm. uh my dad was in the financial industry as well. Mm -hmm. So we learned a lot of these lessons. Some of your audience might be familiar with Dave Ramsey. Um, My business is affiliated with Dave Ramsey. We support each other. Um, Basically, I help people take Dave Ramsey's principles and apply them to their own specific personal goals. Mm -hmm. But we were doing, the joke is we were doing Dave Ramsey before Dave Ramsey was. I mean, and we were blessed that we were already following those principles. So I'd seen those principles of discipline and patience and planning and perseverance, all those things play out my entire life before I was even an adult. Mm -hmm. And I remember seeing or meeting people in in the grocery store or at a mall or something like that when we were, when I was a kid there with my dad and they would bump into him and they would thank him for, the impact that he had made in their lives. And you and know, I was really small, I didn't understand anything that my dad did, but as I got older, I didn't realize what he was doing from a technical standpoint, but I realized he was having a huge impact mm-hmm. in people's lives. He was changing their ability to experience freedom and joy and insecurity and confidence. And I thought, that's really neat, that's really cool. I was very proud of my dad. I personally did not have a desire to go into finance, though, at that time. In fact, my degree is in biochemistry. Mm. So um, my pathway into this is a little indirect. But to to fully answer your question, what I've found is that when people open up to you about their financial goals and dreams, Mm. about what they want to become, uh, who they want to become in the future, what they want to be doing, uh, where they want to be when when they start being vulnerable about that part of their life, other areas of their life come into focus as well. Mm -hmm. And when folks start sharing way beyond just financial aspects, because we believe finances are just a tool, it's a tool to build a better future. Mm -hmm. But helping people understand what's truly meaningful to them is, is really the bigger piece. And I realized that I had an ability to use finance to do that, use investing and in financial planning to help people build a better future, change the trajectory of their lives and to be a part of that transformation and ultimately help people make their dreams come true. And it's it's amazing. It's uh it's a blessing to to come to work every day, to be able to share that message, to be able to talk to folks like you and um, your audience and hopefully I can be an encouragement today. How long have you been doing this? 16 years. 16 years. That's quite some time.
0: And uh, I was looking at your profile and it talks about uh, being uh, your company or maybe uh, having to deal with 500, uh, that is over about half a billion dollars. How, how, how is that? What is all that involved in?
1: Yeah, it's nearly half a billion dollars. Um, and that's, that's spread across about a thousand different families that we work with. Mm-hmm. Um, and we, you know, so we're managing the, the financial future for a lot of these various families. Um, a lot of, a lot of that money is invested in mutual funds. Mm -hmm. It's buying companies, very small pieces of many, many different companies. So the investing itself is not incredibly exciting or, or sexy or flashy. Um, it's, It's spreading wealth very, very thinly across many, many different companies. Most of our clients own part, you know, small pieces of thousands of different companies. Mm. Um, So this isn't this isn't investing in startups or some get rich quick type thing. It's building wealth slowly. Mm -hmm. And the analogy we use, Anthony, it's like planting an orchard. Mm. The trees grow slowly, but every every paycheck, every time, every month, you put a little bit more, you plant a few more seeds and those things gradually grow. And the idea is to build that orchard large enough that at some point the fruit can sustain you. You don't actually have to sell off the orchard. You gradually live off the income that the fruit produces. And that's the beauty of mutual funds is you're able to to live off of the earnings, Mm -hmm. off of the income produced by companies that you don't have to worry about running. You're not getting a call in the middle of the night saying, hey, so-and-so isn't gonna show up to work in the morning or the heat just went out. Or, you know, it's not like owning an individual company, which I mean, I, I'm the founder of Veritas. Mm-hmm. It's I have great a great team around me, but there are stresses. You know, it's as a, as a business owner, your mind is always engaged and you're always thinking about the problems you have to solve, but mm-hmm. through mutual funds, Investors don't have to worry about the day-to-day. They, they still get to reap the profits, but somebody else is managing the day-to-day of the company and allows them to, again, spread their wealth very thinly across many, many different types of companies. So they're not risking their future on any one particular company, any one industry. It's the idea of diversification, which we like to explain it like this, you're never going to own enough of any one thing to make a killing, mm. but you're never going to own enough of any one thing to get killed. And that's really critical. Again, it's not getting rich quick. Mm. It's building wealth slowly.
0: Wow, that's a good one. You never get to... I, <laughs> I'll have to repeat that. Uh, to to revive that, to get it clearly. You never have to own one... I mean, say it again, please.
1: You, you, yeah, you don't own enough of any one thing to make a killing, mm. but you don't own enough of any one thing to get killed. And let me just let me just unpack this a little bit. So if if you invest in a startup or even in one company, maybe it's a company that has been around for a long time. One of these I'm not going to I don't want to mean to pick on any particular company, but like Apple, Google, Microsoft, something like that. They've been around. They're huge. The, the, the phrase is putting all your eggs in one basket. Right. You buy that company. And if they do well, then you do great. Mm -hmm. But if something happens to that company, your future is tied to one company or maybe a handful of different companies. At this point, you don't own an orchard anymore. Mm -hmm. You just have one or two really big trees. And if something happens to that company, you've got to start all over. And unfortunately, we hear those stories. We see that when people try to take shortcuts, they try to to bet their future Mm -hmm. on one industry or one company, you know, maybe it's technology or maybe it's a specific company, but just you know, think of companies like Blockbuster mm-hmm. and I was gonna say Kodak. I don't know the, the 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 full demographic of your audience. Some of your audience probably doesn't even remember Kodak. Yeah. Um, they were an absolutely huge company, one of the most influential companies in the world, yeah. but they didn't they didn't pivot when when digital film or digital video, digital pictures started coming into the forefront, and they they crumbled. And there's a lot of companies like that who were absolutely at the the top of the heap, and either completely disappeared, like a Bear Stearns or Washington Mutual, mm-hmm. or that that became just a a shadow of their former selves, like a Xerox. Um, so. Or you know, you also think of like corporate scandals like an Enron where the, the company was built on on lies and, and deceit. So when you when you are diversified, mm-hmm. again, it isn't sexy, it isn't exciting, you're not gonna get rich quickly, but you also don't you're you're not betting your entire future on one idea, one company, or even one industry.
0: Hmm. That's good. Uh, to know that now you and that is what you call mutual funds but for the person who's hearing that terminology for the for the very first time can we have a layman's language of how it actually works how exactly it actually works
1: yep so what anthony what a mutual fund is is a a product and there's there's thousands of them Mm -hmm. out there um and and we believe that again investments are just tools so what people need to do is figure out what they're trying to build long term Mm -hmm. what their future goals are and then let that dictate the tools and the tactics that they're going to use a lot of people do this the reverse they buy some investments they put their money in some things and then try to figure out where they want to go with them Mm -hmm. you people want to slow down and do this the opposite it's like building a house you figure out what you want your house to look like create a blueprint to help you build it that guides your saving and investing decisions. Then you pick the investments that fit the goal. Mm -hmm. So there's some mutual funds that might not be bad funds, but it's not the right tool for what you are personally trying to build. So back to your question, what is a mutual fund? A mutual fund is is a financial product, a financial tool that allows people to mutually fund a larger investment so the beauty of it is a, a a a mutual fund might have hundreds even thousands of different companies in there mm-hmm. now an individual who who isn't wildly wealthy already can't go very easily buy parts of thousands of different companies buy shares in thousands of different companies it would be incredibly expensive mm-hmm. and in a logistical nightmare so what a mutual fund does is allows people from all over the world to pool their money together and buy shares of those companies collectively. Now they own, they own their own personal shares. So mm-hmm. it's not like everybody is is sharing in in the wealth, so to speak. But they they they're mutually funding it. Mm-hmm. So that's why they call a mutual fund because it allows everyday people like you and I to invest in some of the biggest, most profitable, best companies in the world, along with institutional investors. Mm-hmm. So it, it allows it allows regular, regular folks to be able to invest in things that most people wouldn't be able to do if they were doing it on their own. So that's the idea of a mutual fund. And, it, and you own tiny slivers of hundreds or thousands of different companies inside the shares of that mutual fund.
0: Wow, that's very well explained, and thank you for that. Now, for someone who's never had ideas about investments or someone who has a nine to five and is just not comfortable where they are, how would you advise someone to go about it? What's the best time to start and what 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 ways what, what is the best way to go to just do it?
1: Well, the best time to start is right now. Mm. And it's never too early, it's never too late. Uh, One of the things I tell people a lot is it's never too late to start doing the right thing. But the earlier people start, so if you, you know, younger people in your audience who think, ah, you know, planning for the future, I'll let my future self figure that out, you know? But the earlier somebody starts, the easier it is because when somebody's young in their 20s, they have time working for them rather than against them. Mm. When somebody's at the end of their career, if they don't have a good start, time is working against them. They're trying to make up for a quote unquote lost time. So there's a Chinese proverb that says, the best time to plant a tree is 20 years ago. Mm. The next best time is today. And I really believe that. So for, for folks who are in their 40s, 50s, 60s, yeah, I wish you would have started 20 when you were 20 or 25. But if you haven't, start now. And what we encourage people to do is is two things Um, when they're starting is come up with a long-term goal Mm -hmm. how much how much income would you need hitting your bank account every single week or every single month however you want to think about it maybe it's easier to think about every single month how much money would you need hitting your check account every single month from investments for you to be able to give up your paycheck and still live comfortably Mm And and come up with that, because that's a target, that gives you an objective to work towards. Because Anthony, a lot of people who invest, they're more collecting investments than they are investing towards a strategic objective. Again, it's like the person building a house, they don't really know what they're building. So they buy some tools, they buy some materials, and they kind of throw it together and hope this financial house comes out of it. We want to be strategically investing towards a desired future. Mm-hmm. That looks very different than just collecting investments. So for people that, that don't have a plan and maybe people that have been investing, but they don't have a strategy, mm-hmm. come up with that long-term goal. How much income does it take for you to be financially independent, for you to no longer need your paycheck? And then what we do is we reverse engineer that from where they want to be to where they are mm-hmm. and then create a pathway in between. And just and for folks who do have an employer, that sponsors some sort of an investment plan or retirement plan, a 401k or a 403b, something like that, um, a simple IRA. These are all types of retirement accounts that your employer will actually potentially put more put their money into. Mm-hmm. So they'll they'll match your investments. And it's it, if you and if you guys aren't doing it it's like leaving money on the table it's, it's money that your employer is saying hey i will give you this if you'll only put in some of your own money and that money can go directly into mutual funds mm-hmm. and again you want to make sure that it's going into the funds that match your long-term goals but leverage leverage other people's money And i say that i don't mean loans and debt and things like that mm-hmm. but for a lot of folks that at least here in america that work for uh, the nine-to-five job, a lot of those folks have employer plans that will give them money towards building financial independence mm-hmm. if they'll only match it with their own funds.
0: Hmm. Well, thank you for that. And and I'm curious, I don't know, uh, it, it's different, it could be different all over the world, but then is there a minimum for i mean a, a minimum starting point or a minimum monthly contribution how does that go when you're dealing with
1: your funds know, it, it depends on the company mm. so let me let me answer your question but i want to go back to the bigger concept that you're asking okay. um, it depends on the company you know sometimes like if you if you have a 401k through your employer uh, if, if you're going to contribute, you have to do at least a certain percentage or at least a certain dollar amount because it does require work for your employer okay. through, through pay- payroll, your HR department, those types of things. But uh, so the, the short answer is it depends. Mm-hmm. But I want to answer your question more broadly. Creating a better future starts with creating better habits, so there's a lot of people that might tell themselves, I'll start saving for the future when I start making more money. Mm-hmm. And I, I believe that's an incorrect philosophy. Even for people that that don't have a lot of resources right now, you know, maybe they're paying off debt, maybe they have a young family, they're not making a lot of money. Uh, I went through that that process myself where we had several young kids. We could barely make ends meet. When we when I started this company, I started from scratch. There wasn't enough income being produced for me to take a salary. Mm-hmm. Um, so I know what that feels like, but it's still creating the habit of paying the future version of you mm-hmm. that people need to start. Even if it's 10 bucks, 20 bucks a month, if there's a broke college student listening to this, if, if you can save $5 a week and just create the habit of paying your future self, that that is important. I, I don't want people to, to underestimate small beginnings. Mm -hmm. And all habits start, all good habits start small. And to to say that I'll start saving more money when I am making more, or I'll start saving money when I make more money is kind of like somebody saying, you know, I'll I'll start going to the gym when I've lost some weight, when I'm in better shape. No, 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 no. you, you start the habit now and it doesn't matter where you are start small and start chipping away at that thing so it it may not seem like you're making a huge difference with 50 dollars a month or or whatever that number is but it's still it's still creating that habit and even more importantly anthony it's reminding yourself that you're the type of person who values the future and who Mm. will sacrifice the present to create a better future and again that goes in all areas of life it's in education it's in health um you know somebody who who goes out and they want to start exercising they go out and they're like i'm going to start walking 10 minutes a day walking for 10 minutes is that going to change your life no but it starts the habit it starts the building blocks of what hopefully becomes a transformation in your life and if nothing else it's a little reminder it's a tangible proof to yourself that you're the types you're the type of person who cares about your future and is willing to do things in the present that pays your future self.
0: That's good. Good, good. Yeah. It's reminding us to do something that our future self is going to be happy about. Now, if you're just joining us right now, this is now tell us, and we have a guest with us, Chad Harford, talking to us about creating a better relationship with the future you. And mainly focusing on investments but then he's looking at it broadly you have different areas that you need to work on right now on a small increment daily so that uh, you will be happy about it some 10 years to come 20 years to come and we thank you very much now we are having uh, viewers and listeners from all over the world. Wise Nyaga is joining from Nairobi, Kenya. And uh, I know there are others who have joined us and are not commenting from different parts of the world. Thank you very much, everyone who's watching. We appreciate you. Now, the question comes in. You have a company that is working with people, helping them to invest uh, for their future. And it's in the U.S., Alaska to be specific. But do you work with other people around the world and how do you do it?
1: We work with people all over the US. Mm-hmm. We, we don't work with a lot of international um, clients and families. There are different restrictions in different countries. Um, we do have a few folks internationally. Uh, we work with a lot of people in the oil and gas industry, and some of those folks get moved all over the world. Um, but every every country has nuances to how these principles might be played out. Uh, that's why I've tried to stay very general with, with the recommendations, the things I've talked about, because um, mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know the the ins and outs of of the types of programs available in different countries, because we do work primarily with, with U.S.-based families.
0: Yes, good enough. And it's good, the information that you've shared with us, because uh, even though I'm not in the U.S., I can always look around where I am and uh, find out what's working for me.
1: And, and yes and yeah I'll,
0: what i thank you for that for that
1: well and it's and again it's going back to finding out each individual person or each individual family finding out what they want to accomplish again it's who they want to be what do they want to be doing where do they want to be and then finding out the tools that are available to them you know do they have their employer that offers something is there you know in the us it's, it's 401ks it's iras it's roth iras in other countries it's different what does that look like in in your community in your country what are the tools available to you to build the financial house that you desire that's what people need to look at
0: okay now you've had that all all of you out there you've had how to go about it and it's a wealth of information which we should uh, take it and use it so that uh, tomorrow we can be happy about the decisions that we've made and the action that we've taken and uh, we thank Chad for coming to our show thank you very much Chad
1: Uh, it's been an absolute pleasure and it's just based on kind of piggybacking what you just said Anthony I mean that's the question I try to ask myself a lot is you know when I'm about to make a decision a choice would Mm. the future version of me be proud of the decision I'm about to make and thinking it through the the, that lens it 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 gives me some pause but also forces me to think more future focused
0: Mm, yeah we need to we need to because there are some times we find the future going at a terrific speed. And we find ourselves done 10 years, which we look back and ask what happened? What happened there?
1: Yeah, and and it's really easy, exactly what you said, to live reactively and not proactively. Mm -hmm. We We wanna be acting on our future goals, not reacting to everything around us. And if we can slow things down and ask ourselves those questions, Am I benefiting the future version of me? It helps us make better decisions. Hmm.
0: Sure, sure. And that's very good. Now, we are almost coming to the end of the show, but uh, I know there are people who are listening to you and want us to keep on going, (laughs) but uh, time is up. (laughs) We just hope that your time of investment is not up. This is the good time to start. And... uh, for those who would like to follow up with what you're doing or uh, follow up with you, how can they do that,
1: please? Our website is veritasalaska.com. Um, they can they can also follow us on on LinkedIn, on Instagram, Facebook. Um, they can follow me personally on on LinkedIn as well. Just just look up Chad Hufford Alaska or Chad Hufford Veritas. Um, and if they have specific questions, your audience has questions, um, ask at VeritasAlaska.com, A-S-K, ask at VeritasAlaska.com, and we can answer very specific questions. I know we had to stay very general here today because we have a broad audience, but for folks that have something specific they need more information on, that's a great way to get a hold of us.
0: Thank you for that. So they've had it. They will follow up with you. So all of you rush over to VeritasAlaska.com and find out more about how you can make your future self a happy person. Now, thank you, thank you, thank you very much, Chad. But before you go, please leave us with a few words that we should always remember. Which are they? A few words that we should always remember.
1: Based on our conversation right now, I would just say that that you are the biggest variable in the direction of your life. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the term I like to use is agency. The, your choices, your decisions, your habits, those are the biggest determining factors on the, the outcome and the health of your life. And invest in yourself. And I don't mean just financial investing, in your health, in your relationships, in your education. Plant those seeds that create a future of abundance and, 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 and focus on what you can control. You know, there's, there's so many things that, that we can't control, but mm-hmm. sometimes those distract us from, from harnessing what we can control. So again, your habits, your choices, your behaviors, those are the building blocks of your future, make sure you're making the right ones
0: yeah and thank you for that focus on what you can control and uh, make the choice today yes yeah and that's about it for today we really thank you once again for coming to our show chad and uh, all the insights that you've shared with us thank you
1: it's my pleasure anthony thank you so much for having me
0: yeah we are honored to have had you here now, at this point, I also want to thank all our viewers and listeners, and even if you get to hear this or watch this after we are through with it, we really thank you for taking your time. You can, uh, you can still paste your question or your comment, and uh, we appreciate a- each and every one of them. And uh, that's about it for today. This has been Now Tell Us. I have been your host, Anthony Murore, and together with our guest, Chad Harford, we are saying think about your future self. And as you do, bye for now. Bye.